Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Uh, Hello, everybody. This is Gene. I'm a recovering sexaholic, and I haven't found it necessary to act out with myself sexually or with anyone other than my spouse, and been working on a continuous progressive victory over lust uh, for the last nine years and seven months and 14 days, one day at a time. Thank God. For his help and your your help too. I, I could not have done it without SA's fellowship and uh, good sponsorship and a lot of friends. Anyway, uh, thanks for letting me speak today. It's, it's really a pleasure. It's it, it's helped me today. It helps me to hear myself talk and, and try to tell my story. I think Dennis asked me to focus mostly on. The solution and uh, the hope or the strength that my experience in recovery, and I'm going to start out that way. I I think I had never tried it this way, but I'm going to do that. Plus, we only have 20 minutes. I'd I'd really like to spend more time on what it's been like since I've been uh, sober. And I'll start out with what happened. my uh, adult children and my wife were uh, uh, conferring with each other, of course, behind my back, and uh, they had come to the conclusion that I needed to leave the house uh, and uh, get get kicked out of the family. And uh, uh, I, I certainly... Uh, uh, in in my heart and in my guts, I, I, I rejected it. I didn't want to do it, but I did not fight it because I, I knew and I had known for a long time that uh, I needed help. And uh, I, I was unwilling to do it. I, I didn't want to do it. And the, the things I'm going to describe in recovery, I tell you, I, I didn't want to do them. Uh, it's just like on page 167 of the white book where Roy says, you know, the, all these things that we try or we do it in recovery, we, we don't want to do them. They, they go against our old ways of uh, acting and thinking. And uh, uh, it, it seems foreign to us. And that was me. I, and all the way through recovery, it's been that way. Uh my, my my behavior at that time certainly was unacceptable to the family. My uh, 
children did not want me to be around their children or their families. My wife didn't. She she had been putting up with me for a long time. Actually, at that time, it was 39 years we'd been married. And uh, it had never been uh, an intimate relationship the whole time. It had never been a healthy partnership. And uh, I, I, I think the best way in AA, I know they describe it, that she was my hostage. And it says, we, we don't have relationships, we take hostages. And uh, I, I know that sounds like a cruel thing, but I, I look back on it and that's who I am. Uh, I'm a predator, I'm a person who takes hostages. And uh, that has changed. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm certainly getting better at not doing that uh, because of you guys and what, folks, what you've taught me in recovery. Uh, I, I did, when I first started trying to get sober at, at, uh, from a sexual addiction, uh, I, I knew I needed to take drastic measures. I, I did make a commitment with my wife. Uh, it was kind of one of the last things we talked about as I was leaving uh, to say that I would make 90 meetings in 90 days. And in the Dallas area where I live, it, there were three SA meetings at, at that time. Uh, I didn't know that. You know, I, I didn't know anything. I was completely clueless as to what I needed to do. I was floundering. I was scared. I was angry. I was I was torn up inside. It was early early recovery, and it, it's not easy. It was very difficult. I mean, the mechanical parts of it, you know, I was crazy. I was just, just as crazy as you can be in an addiction. Uh, I, I was worried more about things like, you know, uh, how am I going to get my computer? How am I going to get my toys that I had at the house? How, you know, that those stupid things like that. But I, I didn't have any of those, and I wasn't going to be getting any of those. And uh, not for a while, at least. Anyway, but at first, the first thing I found was some SAA meetings in Dallas. Uh, by the way, they're, they're, the headquarters for SAA is in Houston. There are just a lot more of uh, those meetings here in Ta Dallas area. And I, that's what I found first. Uh, I went and tried that for a couple meetings. And I could not relate to the people. I, everything I heard them saying in the meeting, I said, well, I'd tried that. I'd tried that. I'd tried that. Uh, and, and their bottom line, so to speak, of what they were calling sobriety uh, was stuff I had tried, you know, masturbation only or, or masturbation without pornography or, yes, you know, uh, affairs just with uh, one-night stands or, you know, just all different kind of stuff. And I said, no, this is not, you know, this is not helping me. This is not what I need. But, so I asked around. I started finding if there was anything else. And I I, I found that, that there was this other meeting. I called it SA meeting in Dallas. And it was on Tuesday nights. And I, I got out there. And when I heard what we read today, the problem, the solution, when I heard those readings, what is a sexaholic? What is sexual sobriety? I knew I was home. 
I, I just, I said that I need a definite bottom line. I need a definite firm, difficult, tough uh, program. And I, I knew enough already about 12-step work. And thank God I, I kind of did. I didn't fight uh, the 12-step program. I, I knew that I needed to get a sponsor and I knew I needed to start working the steps. Uh, and that maybe that's what a blessing God had given me to help me get started. And I did that. Uh, and I, I, my sponsor has been very helpful. He's been my a sponsor for nine years. And he's just been very, very loving, kind, and and but firm with me. Cause he, he's heard my story. And he knows me better than just about anybody on earth. And, uh, and he knows me better than my wife. You know, I've told him some things, you know, that, that, you know, very personal. And uh, I, I love sobriety. I, I, I didn't think I would. I thought it all the way. I, I, you know, like all these changes were new to me. And uh, it's kind of like somebody is trying to love me when I couldn't love myself. I certainly have no problem calling my higher power God today. That's that's my and uh, early in the in working those steps and going to meetings. Uh, there's uh, one of the elder gentlemen in the group. Uh, he suggested I go to a convention. The convention that summer was going to be in uh, in Denver and. Of course, I was out in a hotel by myself, uh, very little financial support or, or uh, you know, access to funding. And I said, well, no, there's no way I can go. And, and then oh, an, another week or two later, he asked me again, is there, hey, don't you want to go to that convention in, in July? And I said, no, I said, I can't do that. And he, he said, well... We've got some scholarship available. You you could go. I said, well, uh, okay, I'll take it. And then I'll, I I started saving what little money I could and putting some aside here and there and, and uh, seeing what I could do. And then come about May, he said, uh, uh, you know, how much you're going to need for that uh, uh, convention? I said, well. I don't know how much you can y'all offer. And he, he told me what half of it would be. And uh, I said, well, I'm working on it. I'll talk to you in a week or so. And I come to find out by about June, early June, I, I had I had saved enough money to split a room with a guy. There was a, I found a roommate uh, and, and got registered and started making plans. And... I loved it. Uh, I loved being around a group of, of sober people because, you know, there weren't very many sober people in Dallas. There just weren't. And uh, uh, in MSA, and I needed that, that fellowship. And uh, I enjoyed having a roommate. I enjoyed that time. But, you know, the main thing was I got the bug of trying to, to stay sober 
and uh, seeing the, the value and the beauty of, of per, a person working a program in, in sobriety. It, it wasn't easy at all. There were all kind of obstacles. There, there was certainly I, I didn't think I could do it. I couldn't. I didn't. I had not been able to stay sexually sober for more than twelve hours, or, or usually well, that's the most. Or I couldn't put together any time unless maybe I was laid up in the hospital or some very extreme circumstance where uh, you know. And, and that's just that was me. And uh, I had gotten into all kind of problems with my sexual acting out. I'd been laid off from one job that I loved very much uh, because I, I'd been laid up with a prostitute and didn't make a, uh, a function. And another time I got fired from a job over alcoholism mainly, but also it was involved my sexual acting out during that job. So I had had consequences. I had had a lot of damage uh, before, but I didn't think I could stop. But I could. I found I could stop. And, and it was it was kind of amazing to me. It was shocking me that I was having some time of sobriety. Well, what I, I'm going to find after I had about six months of sobriety, I've been uh, friends with one of the guys in the group, and he lived near where I lived, which is about almost an hour away from Dallas. And we agreed to start a new meeting. And so kind of out of selfishness and uh, necessity, we started a meeting close to our house, houses, and uh that, that that was that was good. I, I, it was another meeting in the week. But I, that was four SA meetings in the area, and I was making all those four. And then, about six months after that, we started another meeting uh, near our house, and so that was five meetings a week I could make. And uh, anyway, I I just I, I think I needed to speed it up. I hadn't got a whole lot of time left. But uh, I just want to tell you, I found that service, that kind of uh, giving back of what I've found and, and what I've been blessed with in uh, recovery is, has really helped keep me sober. Uh, working uh, diligently with another sexaholic or a group of sexaholics is what has, has given me a, a lot of uh, a lot of joy and a lot of uh, opportunities to be working on a spiritual relationship that I need and I want. And I've come to where I want sobriety. And I've worked through, uh, God's helped me work through a lot of problems in my life, financial problems, uh, relationship with my wife. And we're still married. It'd be, it's been now 49 years this past June, thank God. And, you know, she's, the second uh, convention I went to was a, that one in Nashville in January uh, 2010. And I, I, I went ahead and bought a ticket for her. I, I got her registered. And, uh, uh, you know, got, she was my roommate. And uh, I told her, look, we're going to Nashville, but, uh, you know, you don't have to go to this convention. You can eat, eat meals with us, but, you know, you can go to the spa. You can go shopping. You know, you can do it. You know, it's a vacation for you. 
And, uh, well, it turns out she, the first meal we ate together on Friday night, she sat at the table with some other women that they got to visiting and, and laughing and uh, became friends. Uh, she, she decided to go on to some of the uh, sessions, and she hadn't looked back. She, she's doing service work, too, that helps her. And she loves it. She loves helping other people with their sexual addiction problems in their families. And I listen, I can overhear her talk, and it's a beauty uh, hearing how she can help other people. She, she tells them like it is. You know, she tells it straight. And she makes them work, read the literature, get the literature, read the literature, and work the steps with her. Is look, if you're going to work with me, you're going to start on step one. And, you know, this is what we're going to do. Uh, uh, I do that, too, and I sponsor people. I, I, I'm, anyway, I, I enjoy sponsoring guys, uh, and I've, uh, I've sponsored a lot of guys. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy doing that. Uh, I, I like to work with newcomers. I, I like to consider myself a newcomer, even like at this meeting today. Uh, I, I, I'm going to learn stuff from you guys, even today. I don't know where, where, when, who, who God's going to choose to speak through today. And uh, it, it'll be something I need to hear. Uh, I'm so glad this morning I got to go to a brand new meeting this morning at 7 o'clock this morning here. And uh, it wasn't too far from my house. And uh, one of my sponsees has started this new meeting. Uh, it so happens right now in, in uh, the Dallas area, we've got 14 meetings a week. And uh, I go to I go to four or five meetings a day, uh, a correction a week. And uh, I like phone meetings. We have some local phone meetings that we do on Saturday and Monday. And uh, I work with sponsees through the day. I, I, you know, I've been surprised. I didn't want to apply to become a trustee when I had five years. I, was, I had four years sobriety and, and some some regional guys that we go to our retreats and they've been talking to me about trying to be a trustee or a delegate and they suggested I, I apply to be a trustee. I didn't want to do that. I, I didn't think I was worthy. I, I knew I was old. I'm 71 years old now, but I, I got here when I was 62. But I, you know, I, I knew I was old and I knew I was sober, so maybe that, that report required to be a trustee. I didn't know much about it. I didn't know there was a service manual. Uh, they were, I knew they were going to ask me if I'd read the service manual, so I got a copy and read it. You know, it was very boring. It put me to sleep so many times. But I, I did that. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I, oh, that must be the time I'm recording. No, that's a guy from prison trying to call me. Uh I enjoy, thoroughly enjoyed working as a trustee for four years. I just rotated off, and now I'm a delegate for the South Midwest Region. I work with the Criminal Facilities Committee, mainly because, by the grace of God, I hadn't had to go to prison, although I felt like I deserved it. It just helps me to help other people. 
that needs and want help. Uh, and I recommend it for anybody if you've got a little time of sobriety that you could volunteer to be a sponsor by mail and uh, help help a guy work through the steps by mail. And uh, I also work with hospitals and institutions committee. And uh, here lately I'm working with the uh, what's called the SIM committee or SA Internet uh, Marathon. We're planning a marathon for November the 29th and 30th this year. Uh, so coming up, I, I, I'll just say God has blessed me with sobriety. I, I, lo- I, I love sharing what God has given me. But so many, I, I, I'm a defiant, hard-headed kind of person that I, I don't want to do things, but I, when I'm asked to do them, I, I, I do them anyway especially when my sponsor or my uh, service sponsor, I'm a sponsor and a service sponsor. These guys are veterans in the program. They got 23, 25 years sobriety, and uh, I look up to them. Uh, I did just change sponsors recently as a regular sponsor because my, my sponsor chose to go work with his church program. He's not active with SA <clears throat> recently, and... Uh, so I've I, I told him, you know, look, uh, and he understands, you know, that I'd rather uh, have a sponsor that's a re- very active in SA. And uh, so I've done that, but I've had a service sponsor for about four or five years now. That it, You know, I, I, this, this stuff's all new to me. Uh, I, I, I only had five years sobriety starting as a trustee, and a lot of these guys, I had the least sobriety of the whole group. But, uh, you know, it's it's taken me places I could never go without this program. Uh, Spiritually, uh, I've been able to enjoy a relationship with my wife, myself, uh, my family. It it uh, it could never have happened without SA, uh, the fellowship, and the steps, our literature, and uh, the many blessings and good things we have in SA. Anyway, I think I'm about out of time. I, I want to give plenty of time for other people to speak or ask questions or stuff like that, but I kind of want to wrap it up by saying that, you know, uh, God has surprised me. A higher power continues to surprise me with blessings and recovery with things I could not even imagine, with things that, that my, my my mind couldn't even grasp. I, I, I was ignorant coming into recovery. I, I, I was willing to drop whatever baggage I had because I, I knew other people had done it too. Other people had gotten sober in this program with a sexual sobriety, and I liked what I saw. I like the people, and I still do today. I think sex addicts, to me, are some. Uh, they're, they're people I like to hang around with. I, I know there's some out there in the public eye out there. I think I'd like to hang out with Tiger Woods. You know, he's a pretty, real good guy. I, I think we have some fantastic people that are sex addicts. 
And uh, if we get sober and give us a chance to have a spiritual relationship going, we're really some very decent people. Anyway, I, I, I appreciate the time to share today. Thank you for letting me share. Uh, I could go up with my, my sexual log or tell you all the stuff, but I started young. Uh, it got worse and worse. I tried many, many times to stop. Couldn't do it. Got religion. Got, you know, uh, swore off of this addiction so many times it's not funny. That, uh, it, it wasn't until I got to SA that I felt like I was at home and found a program that works. I'm Jane. I'm a sexaholic. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to uh, turn it over to the... Daniel, uh, to Dennis, correction. Thanks, bye.